everyone you may be waking up and thinking hey today's not fat cast day but yet here we are we're coming to you with a special breakup october episode uh to kind of lighten the mood amidst several episodes of spooky nature <laughs> i'm car with me as always is bird and we're here to review the movie the official movie of the fat cast come to live oh god Bird. is that the official movie of this podcast i think i just made it that yeah oh i don't like that at all <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so uh i've been badgering bird to watch this movie for about six months because i believe it to be my my uh position was that this was in fact the worst movie of all time um yeah. i've been i've been kind of haranguing bird to watch it for quite some time yeah and bird finally watched it last night i got a few texts and i I feel comfortable in saying that Bird probably believes this is at least top three worst movies of all time. Top five, maybe. And uh, we're about to find out where exactly it lies. So, Bird, what was your what was your initial impression from this thing? It's okay. So, it, just to jump the shark a little bit, it's it has to be top three worst movies yeah. I've ever seen. And, you know, I don't include Birdemic. I don't include The Room. I enjoy those movies. They're real fun. This movie is a is a just a repugnant disaster. It is it's, it's a disgusting, rude. It's an insult to every single sense that can perceive it. It is it's terrible. I'm watching this movie. It begins first of all, and I remember this vividly. I don't. I feel like I I'm gonna have PTSD from this. I, I, it begins with the 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 great um the great line. It isn't based on a true story. It is a true story. <laughs> Which clearly is not true. <laughs> no. When you actually view the content of the film. Uh, my initial impression, uh, th- 2 out of 10. Uh, just a, actors that I'm really glad did not get any roles after this was done. No feeling or emotion. Very French. A very French film, and yet the worst kind of French. Car, what do you think? Yeah, all right. So maybe maybe we should walk through exactly what this. Okay, so first of all, this movie, uh, I'll back up and, and how I found it. I was looking for the John Carpenter film, They Live. You know, yeah. That's a very reasonable film to be uh, watching. Oh, dude, and one I of the best fight scenes day, ever. Have you ever? Oh, you've never seen that film? I've never seen the film. And, One of and the I, I best we were fight scenes ever. A while ago, and oh, I was yeah. like, I, I just, I absolutely need to see the, see the film. So I'm, you know, Friday night, something like that. I'm sitting on the couch, looking around for, uh, on Amazon Prime, and I'm searching for They Live. Right. And it doesn't find it, but in the suggested category, based on the common word mm-hmm. "live," there is "come to live." Hmm. Wow. And so I say, there's no way I can't watch this film. Right. This is not my like, beautiful house. <laughs> it's it's got to happen now. I've seen it. I'm here. It's here. This must now happen. Um, and I didn't realize how poor a decision that would be. I was so poor. And it was a very poor decision. So imagine, Bird, imagine I'm watching it alone. Yeah, I did not watch it alone, by the way. I was with my girlfriend the entire time. So I actually had a support system. Yeah, yeah. I had nothing. I, I was know. in free fall. I was in free fall and I was losing my place in the universe for an hour and a half or however long that film is. You just don't know. You're you're grasping. You're like like I, it's like I'm I'm in a six foot two inches of water and I'm mm-hmm. just I can I can just get my toes down and just graze the bottom of the pool, but I can't get purchased. Like I, it's just a little bit too deep. Like yeah. I, I have no idea. I, I'm I'm just swimming in the void. I have nothing to relate it to. I have no idea what I should be feeling, when I should be feeling it, how I... It, it, there's just no structure. It's very there's French. Nothing. It just It's very French. For some reason, I was like watching this movie and I was like, no other people could make this film than the French. 
There's mm-hmm. just something mm-hmm. extremely French about it that it's it's like detached and there's brief moments of philosophical discussion like interlaced with just fucking nonsense. It's yeah. like Dadaist. So, <laughs> right. It's so and, and, odd. So, so we'll we'll just walk through the film a little bit here. Yeah. The 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 story begins and you can hop in where necessary because it has been some it's oh i have notes my friend i took notes (laughs) oh okay well why don't you walk us through and i'll and i'll probe as needed so there's at the beginning of the film and this is never explained the opening of the film is that we find ourselves in a house in the swiss alps this is what i i figured out as and and the opening scene of the film is that the owner of the house is like creating molds of comic book heroes Mm -hmm. do you do you remember this yeah. That is never explained and it because, the well, only it reason with, why he the only reason why it exists is for a later scene. Yes, exactly. It, there's but there's no actual point. No. There's mm-hmm. no actual point. So the make comic book heroes are being made, blah blah blah, and then it just stops and yep. it begins with like you know, a knock on the door of the house and I had to illustrate the knock in case anybody forgot what that sounds like. Sure, and yeah. So the door bursts open, and the owner of the house takes a hard hit on the head and is killed. And this guy walks through, this magnificent otter of a human being, like a, almost like a sloth, some kind of strange beast, walks through. He's got this... It's a wig, right? It has to be a wig. I don't think it was, unfortunately. That's sad then, man. That yeah. is... It looked like a like he was wearing a dead raccoon on his head. It's bad. It's, it's real bad. bad. It's it's uh it, he has long hair. Uh, he's wearing sweatpants, I believe, and some sort of heavy metal T-shirt. Mm-mm. No, dude. He walks in with a suit, and then he really? sheds the suit later. <sighs> yeah, he walks in with a suit and a bow tie, and he slams this dude on the head. And he and he that, says something to the effect of "You stole my script" or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, but then, then he takes the body. Yeah, takes the and body. Drags it either down to the basement or up to the attic. Into the into the uh, doorway. It was into the doorway to the kitchen. Okay. I remember this vividly. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have fever dreams from this. It's it's so it's bewildering he takes the body and he puts it in the doorway and then there's another like no there's no knock on the door because the door's just open and from behind as he's fiddling around with his body some like you see these red snowshoes is walk in but 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 and my girlfriend calls it she goes oh that's the love interest (laughs) i was like okay here we go and this woman comes in and she just introduces herself to the house and sits down and mm-hmm. takes off her, all of her clothing. Comes out. She burst in out of the snow. Mark. Out of the snow. Uh, who, and I assume she's some sort of drifter, right? I, I don't know. But she's in full snow skiing gear, right? S- full gear. Yeah. And she goes in and she sits down on the couch. And she and this dude who uh, I think for the purposes of spoilers his name is albert prost for now or something like that so we'll call him albert prost albert uh uh is is like who the fuck are you and she's like my name is glennis right oh i forgot her name yeah yeah well that's not even her name but we'll hold off on that horse that so they inch so uh, uh i don't even like they just start talking and she yep. starts demanding things from him like, it, do, can I hop in? This, yeah. You're, now, when you said you're going to be having fever dreams, this movie is a little bit like a fever dream. It is. Where you don't, where just stuff is happening and you're not really sure why, but I, you're participating. There's like, that, the that best way exactly I could describe the best movie. way I could describe this film is that there's no. If you think of like a Shakespearean like style, where like the climax is in the middle, and then there's the falling action, then there's the end, right? There's the intro and the rising action there's no rising action in yeah, the entire you're just film in it and you don't know what you're in and then the movie ends much like the actual and maybe this is the brilliance of the film much like the actual shakespearean style of making uh stories 
uh, it ignores the rising action, and and so in complement to just the, the 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 theme of the film, it's just all climax. Yeah, that's the true. The movie an hour and is all climax. climax. It's crazy. So what, yeah. Take it from here. Oh. Do you remember post post she gets the blankets? Do you remember this? Like he throws blankets at her. Well, he throws blankets at her, yeah, and then, is this when he escapes to his room to listen to heavy metal? Yeah, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah, so he throws her blankets because she's cold, and then goes up to his room for a bit of respite to listen to some heavy metal, possibly. I think he was listening to Death. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel and like he was listening he's to the band Death. on the bed, air drumming, yes. with these goofy-ass 90s headphones on. Yeah. plugged into his Walkman, mm-hmm. and you can hear the heavy metal, mm-hmm. and she walks in and thinks he's jerking off. Right, because he's facing away from the And the door. drumming. But right. a, a very tight pattern. He's very tight on yeah, the Yeah, very snare. tight drumming. Very, very, very uh, Keith Moon-esque. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, so, I suppose she gets aroused. Yeah. She's aroused by the sight of this fucking ape of a human being jerking off which is not what mm-hmm. he's doing but it looks like it right the confusion maybe it's the confusion that that uh the body just didn't know what to do and so it was just like well arousal oh right and at this point he takes the dead body just because this is important for later he takes the dead body and he stuffs it into a box in the bedroom yeah it, and and then but then the body also reaches out of the box in like a this like this just cartoonish way and then he just jams the hand back in the box and you're like well is that relevant like is the guy still alive or right. was that just a artistic flair what are we what was this there's you know there's clearly the body moves like i think it's his leg and it just it actually exits the box yeah just and, for him and to not in like a scary way in like a goofy way and you're and you're like but do I need to understand this? Like, do I need do I need to understand that this guy is just knocked out or right? Oh man! So we skipped over one part, but we're just gonna pretend it happens next. He okay. goes down. He goes back downstairs, and I remember, um, like, uh, he, she, she takes her clothing off because it's cold, and tell and demands he puts it on the heater, and so he does. And he just starts sniffing underwear. Like hard. Yeah. Like hard yeah. sniff of the underwear. Yeah. And yeah, he she does. goes, what, yeah. have you never seen women's underwear before? Like, she doesn't even acknowledge the inappropriate behavior. She just goes, what, no. have you never seen them before? And so he, like, throws something at her, like, to give her, like, in a way to give her something. And she reaches for it. And because she's covering herself in, in towels... She sheds the towels in an attempt the to grab the thing. Come off, yeah. And and mm-hmm. you just see her full ass naked body. Mm-hmm. Just total naked body. And I had to tell you, Carr, one of the most one of the most impressive bushes I've ever seen. It's magnificent. It's a really nice bush. Like if you mm-hmm. if you have to see this movie for any reason, you need to see what nineties twenty three year old bush looks like. That's yeah, it's what prime. That's the that's what you need to see this movie for, the bush. So That's the reason that Bird gave it two stars out of ten. I was I was watching with my girlfriend and we both looked at one another and we were like, This is a good bush. This is it's a very it's fair great. bush. And so I wanna I wanna just focus on something here. Throughout the film, you'll be struggling to figure out again, like I said, where you are in the universe and why you're here and, uh-huh. and, and what is here. But the the one of the main themes that I noticed my mind returning to is is this a bad movie with a lot of nudity or mm-hmm. is this a really bad porno right and and, and this was the first thing it, it, you know it's like a tug of war going on between left brain right brain um and this was certainly a win for the the porno side like I, I i was like okay here we go like right. this is, i thought some hard sex was gonna start occurring i thought yeah it, certainly like almost certainly when you're watching it you're like okay because like if it's just an awful porno like i'm no longer interested i i, I right you know whatever the, i got what i needed already but, i got the strangeness out of it i don't need to see these two right. strange people doing it yeah exactly so like it ricochets off 
uh, pornography and back into just horrible movie quickly enough such that I don't turn it off, which is actually an impressive feat. So it, it is. It, it uh, actually, I got to tell you, it it really keeps you in the cage. It does. Like, and it, the perfect <laughs> example is it, it really it. it is in the cage because you're not. It's not pleasant, but you can't leave. Right. Yeah. And the door's open to the cage. Like the door's open. You're there, and right. you could theoretically physically leave. Yeah. But you can't leave. You just can't. You just can't leave. Yeah. I'm actually so, going, Car, I'm actually going with the door is locked. Ah. I'm going with this locked. movie holds you so hard that door might as well be locked. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. Let's uh let's there's take one the, more thing though. Let's, let's take the fags through the next uh little bit of this. Act well hold on, before we do that, the last little bit is that while you see her naked body, the camera shifts to her bare ass and uh-huh. above it is a gun taped to her back. And this is not revisited. The movie is an hour and a half long, or roughly so. It is not visited until 20 minutes before the film ends. And we are presently 10 minutes into the film. Yeah, we're we're pretty shallow into it. We've already seen Bush and taped gun and possibly dead, but also possibly a live person in a basket in the attic. Yes, that's what you're working with here. That's what you're working so, with. So the next scene, uh, if you'll offer me some context clues, because I can't remember, you know, like I, it's it's just such a mind fuck that uh-huh. I'm glad you took notes. Let's see. Well, I do want to notice that I do want to talk about the fact that there's an absurd amount of posters in the house in strange wow. places. If you're watching the film, just take note of that. Look for all the posters. There's actually a poster that is taped to, like, the fucking bottom of the wall. <laughs> like, the lower corners of the wall. I'll have to it's bad, revisit man. that at some point. Yeah, I don't know how you missed it. So, oh, here we go. This is really where the act two begins. Uh, he tells her to go to bed on the couch. She goes to bed on the couch. And he begins finding better places for the body or something like that. And I just want to remark, I don't know if this is before or after he puts the body in the basket, but he throws a bag to himself. Do you remember this? No. He is going up the stairs with the body. Before I think this is before he puts in the bag. And I'm sorry, we, we're all over the place here, but you will it's, be too. But I think that's in keeping with the spirit of the it movie. Is. I mean, it is. when you're watching it, you are like on a meth-addled bender. It's like, just it, crazy. You, you don't know, you don't understand what reality is anymore. And time ceases to exist. So I, Because I want to say all these things so that people, when they watch this film, and you need to watch this film and pay for it, frankly, because this is, yeah. I need to see something else from Antoine Duchit, the director of the film. That's um, right. That he throws a bag to himself as he's going up the stairs with the body, which is barely attached to some sort of sleigh. Yes, that's right. He brings it up the stairs and throws a bag, and then the next uh, cut is him running up the stairs to catch the bag. It is one of the. It is just a lovely. It has to be humorous. I think it is. It's because mm-hmm. no, because they knew what they were doing. That's not physically possible, and so it was just a good little humorous moment. Now, as far as what happens actually after this, I don't know. I think she. I think we we're, we're at the drumming, the metal drumming scene, and then after the metal drumming scene, he goes back downstairs. I and then I think they maybe, talk about maybe her feet. That would be a time to just back out and give the overall. I mean, as best we can, the overall story arc from. from Is there a out. story arc? The overall story arc appears to be, and maybe you guys can listen and chime in because, God help us, we don't know. The arc appears to be the fact that she is trying to sleep with him. He doesn't want to um, yes. or wants to but can't. Right. And and ultimately, it comes down to the fact that they don't have any protection, I believe. Right. Because she asks for her pill earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, and so she assumedly she takes the pill, mm-hmm. and uh, but he still doesn't want to have sex with her. She says, "Oh, but I'm protected," and it must be because she has a venereal disease of some kind, right? And he's very protective of the fact that he doesn't want his junk to get sick. 
And there's a lot of references towards AIDS, specifically. Yeah, I mean, the film's not far removed from, like, the peak of the AIDS em- epidemic. That's you true. Know? Oh my god, is that why this film exists? I... That's the... Well, actually, no, I have a theory as to why this, this film exists, but we'll get okay. to that at the end. Um, so we're talking about feet water now, because there's a part... When they go, when he goes back downstairs and makes her soup, and she just puts her feet in the soup. Yes, 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 yes. And then he eats the feet soup, mm-hmm. and pulls a sock out from it, even though she didn't have any socks on her feet. At that any is a point. mystery. Just a total mystery as to where the sock came from. And right. I think he's disgusted, and he tells her to sleep downstairs. Blah blah blah. It all happens, and then she's trying to get some dick. Yep. And so we pan. To his bedroom, and I believe she sneaks into the bedroom, and she starts sucking. And he's asleep, right? He's fully, he's fully unconscious, and she starts sucking. And he pulls out what uh, he pulls. She pulls out his ween, and you only see the shadow of his ween. But which is this? This scene, yeah, is the but. This scene is a microcosm of the macrocosm of this movie. Like it is. this scene is a fever dream. It, it is. is. It's absolutely. I mean, like I said earlier, can you imagine just me watching this alone without a support system around me, without like friends and family to help me out? I know. I, at this point, I am losing my mind. It's a little. It makes me a little sick, actually. This scene. Yeah. It's like a rape scene, but. It's not ever acknowledged that it's a rape scene. He's just like, ah, oh, ha, 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 and yeah. and, and so, the work with the shadows in this scene is just crazy. Oh, it's horrendous because it's clearly either a hot dog or a joystick. Yeah, it's yeah. not, and a, it's like straight up, straight penis. There's no head. It's like a ninety degree, no head, and ninety degrees out from the body. So it's just coming right at you, right at coming to live right at yeah. you. Also, the the the. Actual name of the film, I think, must have gotten lost in translation somewhere because it there's no come to live anywhere. In fact, it's don't come to live. Well, yeah. It's don't come to live. Mm-hmm. And so she's sucking his dick, and he partially wakes up, and this is the conversation they have. Oh, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, uh, don't do that. Because her mouth is around the dick, and I suppose she doesn't want to actually get off of it to wake him up further. Yeah. And so it is three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Three minutes of, oh, what is this? It's fucking brutal. It's lengthy. It's brutal. It's really bad. Yep. And then, so... Okay, he blasts. So, what's that? He blasts. He comes. He comes he, on her face. Oh, yeah. It's so odd. It's really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. That is a really grotesque scene. It's That's grotesque. Just, yeah. You can see every rope. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's, it's so really bad. bad. Oh, God. But, okay. So then, but then there, there's additional kind of cat and mouse play after that right yes because then they s- decide to look for a condom right okay uh, so or you know and again him. please everybody listening if you watch the film and you go god they messed this completely up we know i took notes and i'm still completely lost yeah i mean but but if you do watch and re-listen to this and realize we messed it up i mean you, you will understand the Why? mental state that this puts you into so right. there there's just there's no way to in of sober mind cre- create a perfect review of this movie. No, you just can't do it. There's not. And right. so that I at some point they decide to look for a condom alternative. Mhm. Right? And so they're running through the entire house. Ah, oh, I was just looking for a condom alternative. At some point she gives up and starts taking cigarette butts from the fucking trash and and wringing them out and taking them and making a full cigarette with them Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's it's disgusting it is yeah and he's looking for a condom and he if you remember from earlier he finds the molds of the superhero 
uh, characters. That's where they come back into play. Now, keep in mind, these molds are not... Uh, it's not like Ziploc bag molds. Like, no. these are... This is full-on wetsuit material molds. Yeah, it's it's not hard rubber, but it's medium to hard rubber. Yeah, it's like a polymer. And he sticks his ween in one of them, and it oh, is yeah. grotesque! Yeah, isn't it, like, the shape of something? It's the shape... Let's just say it's Batman, because actually I remember later in the film she goes, Oh, it, this Batman smells like soap. And it's because he lubricates his ween with soap in order to better fit it into the mold, which is a mold of Batman. And it's a right. red mold, so it's even more grotesque. And you see a, a penis, a penis-like object is being shoved... Into yep. this mold, and it is repulsive. <laughs> Just, you see this mold forming to the shape of this oblong ween. It's really bad. And then I think at some point he just gives up. Yeah, <laughs> which is even, which is just such a tragedy. Like that, that might be the most repulsive thing of the movie. Like, so like bad. not only are you gonna put us through all of this just outlandish writing but then he's just gonna give up it's so bad it's a it's a it's outlandish is what you said it is absolutely outlandish it's a black mark on the human race for sure so weird um so i don't even i'm trying actively to think of of like where where it went yeah I, I don't i don't even really remember i don't i don't even really remember how the movie ends yeah i don't know man oh yeah they at there is at some point a bunch of food play yeah and right. she starts and not the soup not the soupy kind no no hard food play of like yeah. of bean filled objects so there, there's a scene when they're just eating. Like, basically, she grabs his dick in the shower, and he straight up hits her. Like, he straight up hits her on the arm or something, like, hardcore, and she's mm-hmm. disgusted with him and walks away. And you think, oh, this is going to cause a tear in the relationship. Right. No! It doesn't. Comes they just eat from- dinner in the next scene. Much like any abusive household, they just go back to normal. And right. it, they sit down... And he's eating some kind of tapioca, and she's eating a taquito. To my mind, it's a taquito, but it has chocolate in it. And she starts hardcore gagging on this taquito. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Yeah. And she bites the end of the taquito, and at this point, his eyes... Yes, are, are bulging out of his head. Bulging out of his head. And I think that, I don't know if that's a consequence of the anatomy of the actor, or if he's just that good... But, man, mm-hmm. I'm gasping for air here. It's so hard. Uh, yeah. It, she sucks this taquito. She bites the taquito. Yeah. And she starts drizzling the taquito jizz all over her face. Yeah. And he's like, bitch, why? And she just does it. And he slings tapioca at her, which is, this is clearly... A metaphor for more, more blowjobs. It's an allegory, folks. And that's why it's so French, is that it's all allegories. That these characters are just, they exist to show allegories. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's so French. If you look at the, the plays of, like, Jean-Paul Sartre, or however you pronounce that name, like, No Exit. I was thinking of No Exit, not Car. I know, I maybe sure you don't know what No Exit is. And the only nope. reason I know what it is is because I saw a friend do a play of it. And it's the same shit, except brilliant. But it's the same shit. It's just, characters just keep, just keep being the medium by which different allegories are told. And that's this. This movie. Yeah. But fucking absurd! Yeah. It's absurd. And so at some point, I'm, we're, I think we're going to skip 30 minutes or so here. Yeah. And we're going to go to the Which, condom frankly, scene. for the better, because, look, the, the, I feel compelled to issue, you know, on bad air days, they issue, you know, the, 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 the infirm and the elderly should not be going outside. Uh-huh. There should be some sort of 
rating for this movie that if you are not of completely sound mind, if you are not locked into yourself as an actor in this reality, you could just fly off the handle. Oh, for sure. This is like people are going to go, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this movie. Hi. Don't. Yeah. Well, that was my first experience and it was not good. Don't watch it. high. It's a. It's gonna send you right into not a bad trip, but like a a, a purgatory a purgatorious trip. Yeah, you'll be locked there for. There's some no time. better way to describe this film than purgatory. I want to go to the jerking off scene. Do you remember the jerking off scene? Yeah, let's pan over to that. What in the fuck? Mm-hmm. What in the fuck is that scene? I don't know, and it's jammed in there. They like- and it's long. Yeah, it's really, really long. And loud. As as with as with many of the scenes in this, like they just they won't end. And you're like, okay, I get what you're kind of thrusting at in this scene. Marching on like and the Nazis yet, two through and a half Poland. Later, we're still doing the same thing, and I just don't know why. Just destroying everything in their wake. Yeah, it's brutal. It's it's truly a bull in a, in a china shop. It's several bulls. In several it's, China shops. It's yeah, it's a herd. Through Chinatown, wreaking havoc. Several bulls in Chinatown. <laughs> That's Just wrecking all the shops. Come, come to live too, or come come three live. Several bulls in Chinatown. Actually, wait, is the I don't think that metaphor actually refers to a Chinese store <laughs> so much as a shop full of delicate kitchenware. Well, <laughs> well, there we what go. What if that delicate kitchenware was being sold by by Oriental? a Chinese man? A Chinese man. Yeah. Uh, shout okay. out to all the Chinese fadcast listeners. Yeah. Hey, we should shout out the Swedes, man. Those guys are really fuck yeah, really, really pulling their weight. Thank you, Swedes. Thank you, Alex Utopium. I believe you're a Swede. If you're not, I'm real sorry. But if well, you are, he, he was born in one place and then moved to another. So he's like well, Norwegian, but moved to Sweden. Oh, or so Sweden he's technically not Norway. giving us. Uh, a view number from Sweden. Well, look, Alex Utopium, shout out for being our favorite Swede. All of our other Swedes, you know, shout out. Let us know you're Swedish because I'm stupid and I don't just know by last name. Yeah. So, okay, the jerk-off scene. Here we go. Yeah. There's a romantic culmination of these people's relationships, right? And at some point, she she's recognizes I've been really torturing this man. Mm-hmm. And she decides, you know what, I'll jerk you off. Sure. And she grabs rubber kitchen gloves. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you've ever felt a rubber kitchen glove and you have a penis, I want you to tell me whether or not you think that would be pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Now, she jerks him and, off. And frankly, even if you don't have a penis, you could probably Imagine. venture a pretty accurate guess. Well, no. Well, wait, Carr, because we'll get to that. Okay, sure. Three minutes, two minutes, two minutes, probably. I'm going to be generous. Two minutes of... It's really bad. Yeah. It's bad. I was watching this movie with my girlfriend, and my mom was in the other room, and and she was like, what the fuck were you watching? Yeah. And so we watched it, and he straight up blasts hard. Mm -hmm. And she goes, have you ever thought about measuring your cum distance? I was, well, there we go. I forgot about that, yeah. That's a line in the film is, have you ever thought about measuring how far you shoot or whatever it was? And you yeah. know what? Glynis, most men have thought that <laughs> at one point or another. <laughs> and so, Glynis, that was your one moment of sanity. Yeah, yeah. Now we go well, to that's her. That's what she this go- film does is it re-anchors yeah. you ju- every now and then, just it like it, it, right before it's about to about to just send you spinning off into the fourth dimension. It brings you back for more torture. Ladies, this movie is a manipulative boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It 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 hurts you, and it hurts you again, and then there's a moment when it really tries, yeah. and you go, maybe I should give it a chance. And it keeps hurting you. And until you break that vicious cycle, you'll be stuck in this film. Until God. it just mysteriously ends. Christ. She <clears throat> Alright, so she goes, it's my turn. And he goes, what? And he goes, yeah, you gotta, come on. And so he does it. And he beats yeah. her meat. And it is just as uncomfortable. Oh yeah, wait a minute. 
I'm going to insert the noise of the scream. When he comes, he screams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be good. And it is a scream. And I'm going to do yeah. it right here. <laughs> right? Do do your best impression of the scream that that dude. I, I, I honestly I don't even I just remember it being grotesque. I don't even remember. Oh, it was bad. It was like a it. battle cry. It was like a battle cry. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. And so yep. now he's jerking her off, and it's still grotesque. You know, just yeah, because she's a pretty young lady, it's still grotesque. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, I want it to stop. Uh huh. And eventually, it just does. Yeah, it does. And so I think at some point. This is the next scene. Unless you have something to say about the jerk-off scene further. I have nothing more to say Good, about it. let's move. The next scene, <clears throat> she comes into his bedroom and she's like, I can't sleep, do you mind if I sleep in bed with you? And they're sleeping in bed, and I think she, like, looks at a magazine or something. And she finds a condom. And they. this is the crux of the film, because they've been looking for a condom the whole film. Yep. And she tries to put the condom on him, and his dick won't get hard. Probably right. because of the past two days, he's been profusely masturbating. Right. Profusely. Right. Yeah, that definitely. That, that could have had something to do with it. The kitchen gloves could have had something to do with it. There, yeah. A, a, Micro fractures on the dong are causing a lack of hardness. Yeah. I feel like we're doing a damn Woods episode. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. This does it's have kind a, of in a the, woodsy feel. Shout out to the damn woods. Shout out to those boys. Um, Actually, this is a call to action to the damn woods. Oh, I want yeah. to hear them review. Oh, out. yeah. This is a challenge. Jake Oz, if you're listening, yeah. you really got to pick up this film and watch it and it's, do your own version of this. Right. So she tries to put the condom on. The dong won't wong. And... Uh, I think at some point he looks at the, the nudie magazine and he gets hard. And I don't understand why the nudie magazine gets him hard, but the beautiful woman in front of him doesn't. It's a really odd. <clears throat> it's really decade. odd. He's a, clearly a sexual deviant. And Christ on earth. Um, I think they put the condom on, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Oh! They put the condom on. And then the body from upstairs starts talking. Oh my god, yeah. Ugh. And it's talking and it's like, what is happening? And he's and he's like, Albert, what are you doing? And uh Oh yeah, wait! I forgot about the scene when they hunt one another in the house. Oh, yes. That and that's wasn't... what leads to this. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, at some point, because the entire movie, uh, Albert has been masquerading as the actual owner of the house, Albert. And at some point, she pulls out a magazine, and it might have been the same magazine in which she found the condom. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. And she finds out that he is not Albert. And so she brandishes her gun for some reason and hunts him. And there is a five-minute scene, one take. And I think the director thought that this scene was going to be an impressive one take, and it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's five minutes of him. For some reason, he, he dons a bandana... Yeah. And hunts her through the house. Yeah, God. Into the kitchen where the basement door is. He opens the basement door. She fires a shot. It misses him. It misses him, but he falls to the ground. She goes over to him to check that he's dead, and he smacks the gun out of her hand, and he ties her up. And he starts interrogating her. And being like, I did not want to kill you. I thought you wanted to kill me. <laughs> Which is the whole film, basically. In one way or another. Ah, another. God. What a... Just... And so now let's... I just wanted to get that out there. And so now let's resume the yeah. condom scene. She begins to mount him. And at, wi- at which point the body starts talking. Oh, why am I in here? Get me out of here. So I, some French-Canadian, but whatever. 
Um, goes upstairs, they both do, and he, like, begins to find the key. He lost the key to the lock that's on the basket, because he locked him in, even though apparently he was dead. And shots ring out. Boom, boom, boom. If you forgot what shots sounded like. And Carl, what happens? Because I'm dying here. Dude, I, I, I don't, I'm struggling to remember. Like, you truly, you are just beaten down by, you know, an hour of this film. So yeah, we're you, about an hour you, it gets hazier and hazier as things go along. Like, you, you're just, you go, your, your brain goes into survival mode, frankly. Oh, yeah. Like, 45 minutes in, you are, you are looking for food, water, shelter, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there's, you're absorbing very little information and you're just in a haze. So Shots I, I ring have out. to defer to you for, for, for further plot developments, because I just don't really know that I remember how it ends. Well, I just you, remember being tremendously frustrated. Oh, do you? Okay. So do you remember why shots ring out? There's an no. invader in the house. No. Oh my god. This is the actual falling action of the film. Oh, okay. Huh. Is <clears throat> shots ring out because when they were having their moment of her being tied up, she explains that her name is actually Wildcat and that she is a famous American singer. And the reason why she's in the Alps <clears throat> is because in Paris, or something like that, she and and if you look at a map, Paris is nowhere near the Alps, and the French should know this, and so I'm not quite sure why they said that, but whatever. In the Alps, she's fleeing because she was almost raped by a female uh, booking agent of some kind or something like that, and so she slashes the rapist's face with a blade and runs. This is what oh, she tells. Oh yes, yes. This yes, is what she right. tells to Albert, who has since revealed himself as Antoine Duchet, I think. <clears throat> and, but but regardless, the actor's name is Antoine Duchet. Car, mm-hmm. say Antoine Duchet. It is truly a. Uh, for I, I I don't even know what the word is. It's Duchet. Yeah. It's very douche it. So, <clears throat> basically what happens is the woman, the rapist, hires mercenaries to go and hunt Wildcat, Glynis, and the shots ring out. Boom, ba-boom! And all you see is Glynis' lifeless body with three shots in her back. And so at this point, Antoine says, oh shit, hold on there, Albert, the real Albert, the one who's in the box. And he gets his gun and he hides behind the door. <clears throat> no, actually, he doesn't get a gun. I think he gets, like, a lamp or something. Yeah. And the mercenary is walking through the door. And he straight up misses the mercenary with the lamp. But the mercenary still goes down. Yes. Watch the film at this moment. There is at least two feet of distance between that lamp or whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, and that mercenary's head. And he goes down. And there are other mercenaries in the house. And he grabs the mercenary... Oh, God. I'm burping. He grabs the mercenary's gun. And he's bang, ba-bang, and he starts killing him. And then at one point, he closes the door because... Th- and this is the seminal moment of the film. It is the best moment of the film. Because it encapsulates the total absurdity of the film. And how the film has switched from some sort of a romantic comedy to a thriller action and he takes a penny skateboard little tiny little skateboard and he gets on it back on the skateboard like he's you know doing a skeleton and I think it's oh a coffin it's called a coffin for all my skaters out there I believe it's called a coffin he starts coffining with two guns yes I forgot about this scene through some sort of you know what are those things called car um that like old western saloons had on their doors yeah um 
Those things have a name. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. Well, whatever it is, if you're watching the film, you know what I'm talking about. Old Western saloon things that, you know, sway back and forth and you walk through them. I don't really know why Western saloons had those. But for some yeah. reason, the place where Albert's body is has one of those. And so he flies out from underneath those things with two guns. And he flies towards the, the, the parallel wall. The wall parallel to the door, and he flies out, and he starts shooting, and he takes down three of these guards. And the best moment of the film is that as he's flying towards the wall, two more guards run up the uh, stairs. One of them jumps over him. He shoots that one, I think, in the dick. Yeah, right in the dick. And then the other one, like, comes from another side of a pillar and can't see him. And so he barrel rolls. Yeah, barrel. Barrel rolls to where the stairs entrance is and shoots that guy and the guy coming up the stairs. And then three more guys come up the stairs and he shoots them dead. Mm -hmm. And one guy remains, or actually two, but one guy you see remains. And he he runs away. And... For some reason, Albert goes down the stairs to pursue him, but then he forgets he exists and starts taking a dump. Yeah. And it and is the sound. Then, then it gets real weird. It gets so odd. There's this, this film is Freudian. And actually, at yeah. one point, I think he does quote Freud and says that like all women who smoke cigarettes are cocksuckers. Yeah. Which the fat cast does not endorse the statement. No. But that's what he says, and I really swear to God that that is some sort of a misquote about Freud's oral stage. And so, that happens. And then this film gets more Freudian, because he goes into the bathroom and he starts taking a hard dump. Hard. Really viscous. Just not what you want. Just like the sounds of the gentle pitter-patter of logs hitting the ocean. Yeah. It's brutal. This film has so many scenes that you just really struggle through. They're visceral. They're they evoke a response. Bodily scenes. From the gut. They are anatomical scenes. Car Campit. Mr. Car Campit. At Car (laughs) Campit. Is that your at? Wait a minute. (laughs) Is that still your at? Sure is. All right. Well there you go. So, do you remember what happens after that instigates the final scene of the film? Nah, you may have to help me out here. Uh, so he's taking a dump, uh, and uh, the last guard who remains, who is later revealed to be the leader of all guards, he hears the sounds of the dump. Yeah, and he goes up, clued in by the, the guy, the, the drop off. There's the guy. And he waits at the door with the gun brandished. And Antoine has no idea. And so you're thinking, oh my god, this is the end of Antoine. Except you're not thinking that. Because you're following the plot, but you almost forget what's happening the moment after it happens. And so he, he brandishes the gun. And Antoine is saved. Because that man was hungry. And yep. Antoine was alerted to the sound of the guard brandishing the gun at the closed door because he hungry and his his stomach was just keying off. Mm-hmm. Just high-pitched. Wah! Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man, I'm, I, I, I can't wait until I, I get to, to your point when I, I just forget the film entirely. <laughs> I really can't wait. That's going to be a grace. Because right now I'm haunted by it. Yeah. So, it ends rather abruptly, if I remember. It does. It basically ends with the revelation that, you know, okay, so Antoine's at the door. Uh, uh, he, he hears the guard. The guard hears him. And um, at some point, they, they find out that uh, Antoine, you know, might not actually be uh, Glynis. Which is, I think, why they're still pursuing Antoine is that they think he's Glennis. 
Yeah. Or a wildcat, uh, either name. <clears throat> and um, it's revealed that... Fuck, how is it revealed? It's revealed that, uh, you know, the, the guard, the main guard reveals himself to be the husband of the woman who we know as the rapist of Wildcat. And he goes, look, we don't have to kill one another here. And it was actually a well... Uh, delivered line like it was one of the only yeah. well delivered lines in the film like i actually felt some sort of fear and sorrow from the actor mm-hmm. and uh oh god uh what happens oh yeah uh the 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 husband who we'll call pietro because i don't actually remember his name but i think it's something close to pietro and i know it's not uh he goes you know wildcat is not who she says she is Wildcat is actually uh, Obraz, blah, 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 some French name. Bridget Bourgeois. Bridget Bourgeois is her real name. Bridget Bourgeois. And he says, well, how do I know this is true? Antoine says. And the guard goes, well, I don't know. You'll just have to trust me. But uh, Bridget Bourgeois is a junkie and has AIDS. And uh, he goes, oh, my God, I don't know how to believe you. And, and, and then Antoine just starts searching through her, her Marlboro red purse. <laughs> and he finds her, her ID and it says Bridget Bourgeois. Mm-hmm. And the movie just kind of ends. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a... Like, I think the ending scene is that the guards leave. And that, um... Antoine goes back upstairs and releases uh, Albert Prost. And they go, and, and Albert goes, Well, why are you after me? I bought your script from another man. And that's kind of the end of the film, I, which I guess they thought they were going to do a part two where Antoine hunts down the, theft, the script theft guy. <laughs> Can't even say it. That's what it is. That's it. It's, it, it's, it. You, by, at the end of the film, by the, by the time you get to the end, you feel like you have covered so much ground and yet no ground at all. No, I've learned nothing. You've you've progressed. I feel like I'm in the pits of hell. Have miles under your belt. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. It's and crazy. that's it. And you're you're just you're grappling. There is a very uh, deep-seated desire for humans to classify things. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's an evolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. And y- t- to figure out what something is and classify it, and you're struggling. Like, your your brain is on overdrive subconsciously trying to figure out what the hell this thing is for an hour and a half. Jeez. And you can't do it. Really bad. So... I think you'll be in agreement with me that this is not a porno. No. Unfortunately, almost. Um, because I think if you remember when I was trying to describe it to you, and when I try to describe it to anybody, you know, I tried to put into words what I've seen, uh-huh. and everybody says, "Oh, that's a porno," and I'm like, "Well, it's not." Look, I understand why you would think that based yeah. on what I'm saying, because it's almost impossible to to verbalize that experience it's not even a soft core porno no not, not really it's because you don't see dick or well you kind of see dick a little bit at one point in the film and our listeners if you see the dick in the film because i did if you see the dick in the film let us know when you saw it just put yeah. it uh in the Podbean uh comments or in the stitcher comments the itunes comments let us know when you found that dick yeah because it's there there's no. a scene when you actually do see his shaft it's present and it is. It's there. Uh, it's uh, odd. Sorrowful. And it's, <laughs> it's sorrowful. Now here's why it's not a pornography. Wikipedia taking the definition from a citation by "What distinguishes erotica from pornography?" by Leon F. Seltzer, Psychology Today, of the sixth of April, two thousand eleven. This is why it's not a pornography. Pornography is a portrayal of sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. It's not a pornography because there's n- you will feel zero sexual arousal. 
throughout the entirety of the film. You will not be aroused even once. Even at the sight of this woman's magnificent bush. No arousal. None. You'll only be left in the doldrum of hatred that is this film and whoever made it. Actually, I think Antoine Duchette made it. Written, directed, and produced by Antoine Duchette. It's crazy. Christ. I mean, it is. So, <sighs> I want to end it with uh, this and then I can get to my theory about the existence of the film. Okay. Damn, this is a long bonus episode. There's a lot to say about a movie that tells you nothing. That's true. <clears throat> That's how I uh, feel. Maybe we are an allegory for, for this film. Yeah, maybe. One more. Hold on. <clears throat> Couldn't get that one out. Okay. This film, the last title card of the film. Dedicated to Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know this. what that means, Carr. What does know. that mean? I don't know. And do you remember when this came out? Was it 01? Oh, I think it was filmed in 99 and it came out in 01. Okay. Yeah, so... Really late into the Bill Clinton years. Yeah, arguably after them. And that title card was inserted in post-production, which I assume had to at least be the year 2000. Yeah. It's, it's truly crazy. Uh, and... It leaves you with far more questions than answers by the end of it. As you can tell, we've now recorded an episode nearing the entirety of the film's length. Yeah, we're that getting is a there. Good point. And yet, we have done nothing to convey the true tragedy of what this is. Nothing. Bit de- dedicated blah, 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 to Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh, and and shit. You one must ask. First off, why? I mean, it's a French film, right? There's several whys. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, sure, yeah. I, I, Just about that one title card, there's several whys. Yeah. Why is that the case? Why at this time? And for what reason? Mm-hmm. Were they just a fan of Bill Clinton? Uh, yeah. Is that supposed you know? to be a slight at the Monica Lewinsky scandal? Right. I mean, it, yeah. And then you have to analyze the context of like what this film is and why was it dedicated to Bill Clinton? It could very well be dedicated to Bill Clinton as a sort of hate piece. A hate piece. Exactly. But then why? He's French. Yeah. He's very French. Right. And, and, and Bill Clinton, for all of his flaws, didn't really, to my knowledge, I mean, uh, uh have a whole lot to do with the French. I mean, it's not like we dragged no. them into a war in that era and they didn't drag us into a war in that era, which is actually kind of uh, an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Considering it was the Bill Clinton era. Yeah. I, it, it was a relatively good time. Dedicated to Bill Clinton. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I mean again, plenty of flaws and, and all that, but just relative to the eras surrounding him, I'm, I mean, there's really, just really odd. I mean, it, it would really be like odd. dedicating something to Jimmy Carter, right? Like Really odd. What? So, uh, you know, I, my my thought, you know, it's, it's an allegory, I think, overall for why safe sex is important because someone can be a liar and can give you AIDS. That has to be what it is. In which case, if you view this, if you view that last title card as sort of a backhand to Bill Clinton, it doesn't make any sense. Unless Antoine Duchette is taking the hard proposition that Bill Clinton created AIDS. Which, hey, Antoine, if you're listening, because I know nobody else is talking about your film, come on the FagCast. Do a conspiracy court with us. Dude, what if we could get him on? Is he still alive? I don't think he'll come on after this, but... If you can track him down. If anybody can track down Antoine Duchette's email. Look, honestly, 17 years on and people are still talking about his film after that disaster. Uh, you know, I, I, he may he may come on. He may come on. And and look, if, if he does, we're sorry for being so harsh on your film. It's only because we're me, we're just mere peons who can't understand yeah. it. Could not. Un- yeah, we. So come on the fag cast, Antoine. Now, oh, God. Do you I, have any I theories just, about this film? Do I have any theories about it? Like its existence or what it's trying to say? 
ah, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I Like, the, I, I think the most glaring one to me is that it was just some new, fresh out of school student who wanted to create a feature length film. And so yeah. did. Uh, and and I would bet that it was cobbled together over a, a long period of time where maybe he or she or whoever who wrote it. Antoine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which so, which that bungles the theory, though. Yeah, you're right. Because he's like 28 or 35. Yeah. One, one of those other. two. He wrote know, it, man. he directed I, it's, it, it's, and produced it. It's truly, it's truly mind-boggling. Not only is it mind-boggling that he wrote, produced, and finished it. Mm-hmm. It's mind-boggling that he got other people to appear in it. Mm-hmm. It's mind-boggling that it's dedicated to Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. It's mind-boggling that it took him three years, and yet he still went through with it. Mm-hmm. And it's mind-boggling that it is now available in your home mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's mind-boggling that Amazon Prime has the gall to charge for it. Mm-hmm. I paid on I paid on YouTube. I paid two dollars for this film. Yeah, I think it's three dollars to rent it on Amazon Prime. It's it's it's. Oh, I might have paid it three. Me wondering, like, is there something I'm not seeing? Are people watching this in mass in France? Well, there is something you're not seeing, Car, because this leads into my theory. Okay. Are you familiar? Now, let me just make sure that I get his name correct, because I I, I want to get his name correct. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find his name. Are you familiar? With the restaurateur and retired filmmaker Uwe Boll. No. Uwe Boll is a German filmmaker, right? Okay. He's well known for making terrible schlocky films in the German market because the German market offers tax rebates to artists. Ah. Now. Interesting. I did a little Googling. And I found out that during the time in which this movie was filmed, the French market was giving back such enormous tax rebates for films that later years prompted the French government to actually change the rebate policy altogether. Oh my god. And so, so what you're I, telling me... Is I, that this yes. jabroni that wrote this thing yes. was an agorist of highest order? Sir, I think this film was created for two purposes. The first, to see that pretty girl naked many times. Yep. That beautiful bush. Mm, yeah. Second time. Sorry. Second thing. I believe he did this as a tax scam. Wow. Wow. I'm, this is my, my theory. My mind is blown. My theory, I mean, and the reason why I know this is because this is a very common thing in Europe altogether. Uwe Boll is well known for this, making absolutely terrible films that have just enough merit to be considered, you know, pieces of art. <sighs> that he got a tax rebate for it. Wow. Wow. So, okay. And he's so making now, money from Amazon Prime and, and YouTube. Keep in mind, he's still, it, he just saw our combined $4. Yeah. He I, saw at least half of it. I, I mean, okay, so then my question is this. Did Bill Clinton have something to do with their <laughs> instigation of that tax rebate? <laughs> is that what it is? Like, I, is that, I, I don't know, I'm struggling. I, I, I want to crack this code, and I feel like we're we're on the hunt now. We never and will. And I'm 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 joyful because it feels like we're picking up steam, and I can find resolution where there previously was not. Car, we're an hour into this review, and we've learned nothing. I don't think we're gonna crack the code. Well, I've certainly learned something. Oh, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's what I mean, this film deserves. That is that is fascinating, though. So so Antoine Duchet. 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 Antoine Duchet. Yeah. Peak agorist is what you're telling me. Antoine Duchet. Peak agorist. Might I say fagorist? 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, we're gonna reel this one in. If you made it the whole way, and you actually watched the film, you're a top fag of the week. Yep. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap it up here, and uh, I hope everybody's having a outstanding October, a spooky October. We got Halloween coming up in a few days. Uh, We're not gonna do any plugs because I don't think there's anybody listening, but um, in case there is, look out for a very, very special Fagcast on October 31st. Halloween. Ooh.